Check. What is that? That's our theme song. Oh, right. Uh, come what? on. We are back. Uh, we had maybe a week, week and a half. Yeah, it was a while. A little bit of a pause, but of course, uh, no shortage of drama during that period. I feel like more drama. The summer is drama season. This is true. There's yeah. so much crazy shit that goes on. It's Honestly, it's been a minute since I've had a guest that was really a big problem, thankfully. Most, oh, that's good. Most have been really smooth. Most reviews have been good. People have been respectful for the most part. Most stuff has been relatively drama-free. I have had one home off the market because we're using it for something else, so that's one less of a home for opportunities for drama to pop up. However, there was a... Um, I didn't tell you about this. I purposely oh. held off on oh, it. Yeah. It was just such a funny little thing. I was with Save my brother it. working on stuff down there. And uh, his girlfriend has a house that he helps manage. I'm not oh, involved okay. in this at all. Um, and he gets a message from the guest that says, hey, a HelloFresh delivery just showed up. Uh, it's it's not ours. I just letting you know. So Felix, uh, so we're both there. We're like working all day and staying at a different house. And uh, we're like, oh, great. We haven't gotten food yet. Um, sounds like we got ourselves a HelloFresh delivery. Yeah. And so uh, he's like, yeah, I messaged them, letting them know I'll pick it up. I was like, cool. And then um, like later in the evening or something, he hasn't heard back from them yet as far as like, I'm about to pick it up. I'm like, hey, uh, tell me you did the smart thing here. And when you messaged them, you just said you didn't give any specifics. And you just said like, oh, I'll, I'll come grab it from you. He's like, oh, no, I said that my cousin ordered it. I was like, no. and as soon as <laughs> I just start cracking up because I'm like, dude, all it takes is one person at that house to have ordered it and not told somebody. And it's one thing to say, I'll come pick it up. That must be an error. And it's another to like explicitly give a story that they will know is a lie. It can if you're a falsifiable tale. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost a me move. Like I'm definitely usually the one that'll talk too much, although yeah. it won't be lies. I'll just actually give away too much of reality than, than necessary for certain situations. I do uh, maybe have that. My wife and brother will both say that I have a, a <laughs> habit of doing that a little bit, like but I've gotten that. better about it. I'm like that uh, but yeah, of course he says that. And then I'm like, dude, uh, not you're smarter than that. Like, why would you do that? And I just start cracking up because I was saying it as like, that'd be funny if you did that, you know? And oh, it was yeah. like, actually, I did do that. Worse than you just said. I made up a whole thing about my cousin ordering it to the wrong house. He's like, I'll come pick it up. So, of course, he messages them right away and is like, hey, my cousin said it actually wasn't him. So, like, <laughs> oh, no. feel, feel free to keep it or whatever. <laughs> His cousin. Getting... And so then we didn't get the food or the... I don't know. We just didn't get the food, I guess. But that's a good point that every host is a liar in some ways. Um, and you want that a little bit. It's kind of like if you're in a relationship and the relationship's kind of new and you're like, oh, you're in the bathroom a long time. You okay? Be like, oh, yeah, there's a real long line. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't me having explosive diarrhea. Yeah. There's just a long line. I right. peed in five seconds and, and I never shit. Right. And know? it's not because you need to hide the fact that you sometimes take long shits yeah. from somebody you're on a date with it's just because it, it's better for everybody not to hear yeah. about your long it's shit not the time it's not the time it's not the mood you know well yeah. yeah same thing here in business it's not that you want to lie to people you definitely don't you just don't want to usually give away extra information that for most people like it doesn't improve their experience 
Yeah, I I only I only explain things really thoroughly if I feel like there's a uh it, it'll diffuse a conflict. Yeah, like a guest saw a roach in a property yesterday and they flipped their fucking lid, and I told them I was like, if you see a dead roach and first off, we live most of the properties are in the south. It's below sea level. This one's surrounded by trees. If you do anything, a million dollar listing would have a roach in it. You know, right. and if you see a dead roach, it means that like the roach crossed the barrier of, of the chemicals we have absorbed it into his skin and died right that's a good thing but but that's also the type of story that like i guess doesn't yeah i mean really don't care yeah really the thing is oh that's very rare please let me know if you see another one i'm very sorry about that you know but it's also just a cultural ignorant thing where people don't know people see a roach and they assume you're gross and that's just not how it is it's just we live in a world that has bugs and we you know they're gonna outlive us so yeah uh, for sure it's more rare we don't see more bugs you know or they know all of that and they're just trying to get a refund where they can because they saw a roach which was the case and I stuck it to them so yeah what happened there exactly oh yeah I don't even know if it's a good story basically they they showed up there's a dead roach on, on the stove which is gross I'd be yeah. annoyed with it too. But then they tried to build this whole like Sherlock Holmesian case where they're like, there were roach droppings <laughs> under the stove. And then we looked and it was coffee beans. Yeah. I mean, this falls into the category of things for me where if I was a guest, yep. I think prior to being an Airbnb host, but now especially just the same, if I was a guest and I saw a roach on top of the stove, I would probably take a photo. Yep. And not say anything to anyone again and move on with my life. However, if the host pissed me off yes. and was a scumbag in other ways, then I'd be like, and there's also this and this and this, you know? And so, yeah, and, and that'll go for some pretty serious things too. Like we had an issue where um, a balcony ledge was loose. And it's like... Uh, kind of a pain in the ass replacing it. It's a hundred percent a safety hazard. Oh obviously. yeah, that shit is so dangerous. It's, too. A, it's and a huge issue, yeah. but it's also this little balcony in a master bedroom that nobody really ever uses. And so there were a couple rentals that went by where, like, I messaged the guests and just warned them ahead of time. I thought about like zip tying the doors, but I'm like, that just looks even more weird. <laughs> and nobody's cared or noticed and really was bothered by them. But it's the same thing where if I saw that at somebody's house. I would probably be like, hey, just so you know, like the like everyone's fine. Nobody had any issues with it, but you might want to get this fixed because it could be a huge liability for you. Yeah. Well, you know what it is, is that like every um, I always give the host a, a shot off the bow and see how they respond. It's like, hey, this happened. And if they're like, oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> then I'm like, I will crush you now. Yeah. But if they're like, oh, that sucks. We're going to come out right now and clean it. And we're really sorry, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm like, OK. They really care, but like you know, like I've had some hosts where I where I was staying somewhere. Like I, t- I think I told you about this one where the guy was. I was like, the Wi Fi information wasn't on the listing, so I'm already mad because I don't want to talk to anybody. Right. And I was like, "Where's the Wi Fi?" And he's like, "Oh, it's in the guidebook." He's like, "Or you can look on the back of the router." And I was like, "You can suck my dick for the back of the router. <laughs> I'm never gonna look on the back of your router and be like Q seven asterisk. Yeah. Fuck you. I I went to the back of the router. Uh, there's a swastika sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> on there yeah, this is, yeah. we've got a problem yeah the, the back of your router is just your mother's number so I wrote that down and I fucked her <laughs> that's what I did and now I'm back because now I need Wi-Fi so I can yeah. post about it yeah exactly I gotta upload all these videos of fucking your mom 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing to me is like it's not even just not caring. It's a weird thing because I I know someone like that, and there normally I would attribute it to stupidity because it it not only does it not take very much time to answer in a way where someone feels like you're hearing their concerns and you give a shit, but it takes more time if you don't do that and then have yeah. other problems pop up and that kills me so it's like yeah just take the moment to do it now so that it doesn't cost you a bunch of time later dealing with just bullshit that cascaded as a result and i think that's one of the, the skills i've learned as i've gotten older and especially doing more airbnb is that a small problem is a good problem solving it when it's small and new is good if someone tells me about something i try to train my brain to be like oh great this is something i can solve right now yeah because if it if it gets bigger then you're just you're inviting the the whirlwind you know for sure i don't have a specific example that's popping to mind but there's definitely been stuff where it's like a small issue in a house most people will never give a shit and we've made the mistake of like putting off doing it or whatever and then someone comes in and they give a shit and all of a sudden it's an emergency to get this little thing fixed that nobody's ever used nobody gives a shit about that to them they were like this is one of the reasons why i booked this listing is for this like I don't know. I'm making this you up. You have an like, umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Or like we were really looking forward to the massive Connect 4 set and one of the discs in the Connect 4 is missing or something. Yeah. I, I had somebody, we have a screen door in one of our properties and we just do what every hillbilly does, which is put a broom handle that's the perfect length <laughs> in the track. Right, right, and right. The, and this person was like, this is not safe. Anybody could break in. I'm like, it's a double pane glass door. Literally, a brick could break in. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the, I mean, it's, and so, but I, I learned. I actually replaced all, I used to have like the metal ones that come down. They mm. all break. People fucking, yep. the, none of them are very good. They pull. Yeah. Yeah, so now my, it was my cleaner's idea, actually. And now I got them in my house. It's just these little, they sell these little plastic flaps. It just comes down. It's glued with M1 glue or whatever, or M3, whatever the, the sticky yeah, yeah. tape is, M1 sticky tape. It just glues on the thing and it stops the door from opening. It's literally glued on. But like it's pretty strong. I put two of them on at my place, but at the Airbnbs, I think I just have one, and like it does the trick. It works perfectly. It's obvious how to use it. No one's gonna fuck it up. Never had an issue. But you know, I, th I think that's one of those things that you learn is that like your perception of safe is not another person's. Like, yeah. I feel safe in the house all the time. So like, what's someone gonna break in and rape me? Like, I'm like, you know, <laughs> a man and in good shape, and I can that's fight. A, that's a challenge, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I sleep greased up in butter. Good yeah. luck. Hold me down. <laughs> I'll give you a head start. <laughs> Top or bottom. We'll flip a coin. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's we're also in sort of different de demographics where you're in an area where like some of it, I guess, to some people obviously seems to be like a little bit shady. Not sure. the place that I stayed at. That place was lovely. Um, that's Yeah, it was a real quiet neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. but in our places are in like a gated which doesn't necessarily mean something but they're in a gated community it's pretty spread out it's the mountains the perception you know? of safety is higher in your area i, think, I yeah. personally when i stay at those houses seldom think about locking the door i do it just because to do it but like i have never thought twice about anything even though i have had a propane tank stolen i still don't know what happened to it <laughs> one day where that would be the first merch we have it's just like where the where am i <laughs> it's a propane tank <laughs> have you seen me yeah, have you seen me yeah um okay we we have a lot to talk about it's been a while i'm yeah. glad we're back um so i recently upgraded all the locks and all Mazel the tov. thank you it, it was a it was a it was a herculean task 
because what I have learned is that the tech in this industry is not good. It is not. And and everyone who has a system, their system fails. And what so what I I think it's the the old religion in me is I, I want to find one source of truth and I want it to daddy me and make everything perfect and I will give it everything at once, but I just want it to work and not have to think about it, right? Yeah. And um that is just not possible. So we were using Hospitable, which is a pretty good channel manager for their lock systems, but then their lock systems would fuck up inexplicably. One time I had a guest who did not speak English who went outside to get something from their car and they went to put their lock in to get back inside. The lock code was gone. If this person didn't have their phone on them, they would be in so much danger. You right. know? Anyway, so that shit happens all the time. So I went to, so I, I got so mad at Hospitable because they were always giving me this like, we're mad at the problem too, buddy kind of energy. Be like, <laughs> we're know, in this together. Yeah, like you know those mean old back end guys that we don't that suck. We're 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 gonna send them an email, you know, like strongly worded. And I I would I, I spent like a month and a half going back and forth to them, being like, why the fuck does this keep happening? And then anyways, so I eventually was like, I can't take this. And so I went with Remote Lock, who's the number one company in the world for this kind of thing. From an, um, Not an advertisement, obviously. This is the opposite of an advertisement. Yeah. Oh, why? Because they were... Oh, they're bad. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So Remote Lock is a company where basically if you have a property, a guest checks in from any booking platform, Airbnb, VRBO, they will take the last four of the cell phone of the guest and they will generate a, a short-term code, send it to the lock, and they're... They're relying. Now, are there particular lock brands that they work with? They work with a a slew of lock brands, which I is see. part of the benefit. Mm -hmm. But everything else about them sucks. Like they don't tell you the price on the website. You have to get. You have to book a call. You know, how mad I am already if I have to book a phone call to find out how much you charge. Right. And then when you book the phone call, it takes two days. You get on the phone. Then that guy has to book you on a call with another guy before they will tell you a price. And then that guy tells you the price, and it's like seven to twelve dollars per lock per year, but you have to pay it all up front. I see. I mean, that's still pretty reasonable, price wise. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But then here's the thing. So I go. I do the trial run. Everything seems to be fine. We only use it on like one lock, but I signed up all my locks just to have it. And I was like, all right, fuck. Here we go. So the trial run runs out. I get an email. They're like, oh, you need to sign up. No problem. I go to sign up. I'm going to give them a thousand dollars. It took me seven hours and an entire day to get a answer from anybody about how to give them a thousand dollars. I went to the website. I went to sign in. The credit card information disappeared. I called them. No answer. I called the sales team. No answer. They're like, leave a voicemail. Voicemail box is full. Call the marketing team. Nobody's there. Email. Nothing. Call the rep. He's in surgery. <laughs> He's having surgery. Like, God bless that guy. He's a nice guy. It's like He's actually in someone else's surgery. He's a surgeon. He's also a surgeon. Yeah. And he's a, yeah. No, but then so I wrote them on Twitter. It took like till four o'clock. And then they're like, oh, yeah. If the credit card field isn't showing up, you just got to, uh, you know, like refresh, uh, you know, like clear cachet, clear cookies, and then do it again. And I was like, you motherfuckers could have just said that on the website right why are you making it so hard for me to give you and so i just i got so mad at them i was like fuck them i will never use these people again and then someone wrote me back from twitter like a week later and they're like hey man <laughs> we try to get back to people in 48 hours i'm like you could have said that too you it, like all these things i would be okay with if you explained yeah, why don't you just it? have an auto reply that says we'll get back to you blah, blah, blah. it'll take this long yeah. that's all you have to do so fuck remote lock i will never use you and i will i will 
Yeah. You're so more you like, did find something. Yeah. So what we started doing is just using the hospitable system, which is still not that good. But then I hired some, I got someone from my team to just check behind the hospitable system. So this is the perfect thing is a little bit of tech, a little bit of like, hey, motherfuckers, are you doing your job? So it works though now. Now it works. Did you have to get new locks at any places or? No, no. It's just the locking, the the code communication system. Right, right, right. Going to pay for. Okay. So more like remote cocks. <laughs> Put that on everything. Uh, well, in my one experience, I think I told you about this. We had one of those August locks on one of them because we didn't want to replace. Oh, it, yeah. You hate August locks. Dude, that thing is a real piece of shit. It's crazy because it was the top recommended like Airbnb lock. Schlage and, and August are the two big brands. Yeah. So Schlage and, and Yale. And we have a Yale at one place that's good. And we just, it's Schlage, not Schlage. Schla- Every, slage, this is slage. funny you bring this up because literally everyone says it different. They're like, Shalage locks. Schlag, Schlag. The Schlag is how most people. Well, so those seem to be working pretty well. The August, yeah. like, uh, I mean, it's. um. It goes on top of the existing deadbolt. And so, like, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. But it works like shit. It eats batteries like crazy. It was unbelievable. And there's, like, two different batteries in the keypad part and then the other part. And it doesn't tell you clearly which one is dead. And then, like, somehow you'd replace it and it would still tell... You'd need to, like, reset it or something. The whole thing was a mess. And so we got rid of it, replaced the lock, and haven't thought about it since. So that's been good. Yeah, and and honestly, like coming back to the conversation we had last podcast, is like all of these things make me feel like such a an angry old man, where I'm just like shaking my little gnarled fist at the machine, right, right, kicking the ATM, you know. But at the same time, like you know, like I just want things to work so I can think about people and not like systems, you know. For sure, you want that stuff to be seamless because there's going to be enough problems that you can't make seamless. A hundred percent. Speaking of people, we would like to talk about our fake Airbnb guru of the week. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, what was who's this guy? We're we're naming names, right? We're naming. We yeah, decided? no, we've decided. We're taking the little gloves off. Uh, this the fake Airbnb guru of the week is named Derek Chung. I think that's how you say his last name. If I'm saying it wrong, it is not with racial intent. <laughs> <laughs> it is with anti Airbnb guru intent. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so I watched, uh, you showed me a video or two, yep. and I mean, the, the one of them was like just mostly reasonable advice in terms of like posting a notice to keep the noise down and not sure. smoke inside and stuff, but the problem was is that like he starts off by being like, I made $8 million this week in like dark <laughs> sunglasses, and he's pretty young, younger yeah. than us, I think. Yeah, for sure. And so I think immediately when someone who's young and wearing dark shades indoors indoors tells you they made $8 million as almost a non sequitur to segue into a piece of advice about Airbnb, like show, don't tell, you know, if you know what yes. you're talking about, you can give specifics and details rather than tell that you made $8 million as if you, you could have not done that and have great advice to give, or you could have made $8 million because you started with 15 from your parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if, if half of your content is you slowly getting into a Porsche or out of a Porsche, <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah. I just, I straight up, the people that I know that are multimillionaires from Airbnb, they just don't 
act like that. They're weird in different ways. Yeah, they're not trying to be online gurus necessarily. And that is its own thing. Yeah. And people do do that who are legitimate, I think. Like some people either legitimately want to share what they know or they might know stuff and still be douchebags who really crave attention and validation yeah. on social media. I'm go I'm getting there. Uh, that's my next goal. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do with this yeah, podcast. That's right. Here we are. You know. Let's let's get up slowly for the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Just because my knees. <laughs> do you, you want to rent a Porsche together? Yeah, we should rent a Porsche for one day. For a couple Dude, of let's, do, let's do a, like a fake guru podcast uh, promo, man. That'd yeah, be so yeah, good. That, is, that is actually pretty good. We yeah. could pair I made that. over $800 last <laughs> week. <laughs> Arguing with a rep somewhere on the other side of the world. Yes. And, and for double that that was technically owed to me <laughs> <laughs> i b berated a poor person that works for airbnb to get two hundred dollars do you know who i am <laughs> they're like no we're asking you to confirm your email <laughs> yeah um no well I, I think like uh with guys like that uh what annoys me is people send me their clips and that's what pisses me off because like maybe this guy, there, I know people that are operating like 160 listings. I know people that are operating like 200 listings, not like I don't know them as well. Um, and none of them are making videos about like uh, the two concepts. You know what I mean? Like right. I just, they're just too busy. They actually keep a low profile. And so when people send me stuff from people like this, they don't realize that like you're not sharing anything with me that I don't already know or know better. Right. And not because I'm so smart, but just because this is common knowledge that this person is manufacturing to get clicks and that's fine. It's totally fine. But I, you know, it's just, it's so disingenuous and very clearly bullshit. Right. Well, and also this one, as you mentioned when we were watching it, his whole thing is like, you know, $1,000 fine if you smoke or vape or whatever. And um, the hardest part of that uh, is getting that $1,000 from Airbnb. Yep. Good fucking luck. Yeah. We need a receipt from a, not just any business, but an LLC that we can research and actually is in the business of, you know. Smoke oh, remediation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, it's it's pretty difficult. They're, they've gotten to be, from my experience, a lot more of a pain in the ass and getting even very legitimate payouts. We, oh, I don't think I've, oh. I mentioned this a few episodes ago, how I had the saga, the guy that like wasn't leaving, and then he finally paid for the extra night. And I forget yeah. if I told you this, but they broke a chair. And then they tried to put, yeah, no, we cover this. They we tried to put, and they tried to put it back together. And then you lost the, the battle with Airbnb. Cause like you can't, how are you going to prove that someone's a liar? Right. And I was you like, know? look, why, we, why did they take a photo of this chair to prove to you that it's not broken? Did yeah. they take a photo of like every piece else? of furniture yeah. in the house? They literally staged a photo of a non-broken chair and then yeah we lost that we had to you know buy a new chair it's it's whatever it's it happens um you know if somebody was like a really good guest and we did something wrong or something got fucked up and they broke a chair i might be like don't worry about the chair you know what i mean like there's other issues and you're you know they might be owed a partial refund or something so i'll just let the chair go yeah, I like circling back to the fake guru shit. I think the red flags for me about people like that are always they um, they use splashy amounts of money in their titles. They're like, here's how I made X dollars, right? which is fine. 
but it's they're also they're always it's always very like empty calories. Yeah, it's not granular. Also, like if yes. there was specifics yes, as to exactly. like yeah. you can make this type of profit with this type of like investment and this type of blah blah blah. But if it's just like I made eight million dollars off Airbnb last year, yeah, it's like yeah, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, and that's the thing too is that if you look at this particular guy's, uh, if you look at his comments, he's like, I made two million dollars last year, and everybody's like, net or gross. Net or gross? Net or gross? No answer. Right. And and this is like because we know it's my gross. operating costs were three million dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a small cash infusion from my father. Yeah. No. And so it's just like people like that are so frustrating to, to because like there are people in the space who are real wizards and they're really smart and clever and it like there's this guy that's a a, a pricing guy who works at Wheelhouse. And he's just kind of a nerd, and he has like a podcast that no one listens to, where he gives great advice. Oh, okay. But, Shout out to the guy. Yeah, John Darley, amazing guy, really smart. But no one knows who he is because these people just like they're just like in their little operating world. They're not trying to like, you know, they're not like on a yacht being like escape the matrix. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like if he's making content, it's also for like other nerds that want to geek out about this specific thing. Yes. Not to try to be a guru. But I guess that's the thing that I've learned. I was talking to my buddy Greg about this last night is people make content not for people that actually want to use it. People just want to buy ideas. So like this guy, I bet he sells courses and I bet 90% of the time people don't even open the course. But they feel happy about it because they learned a secret. It's like when you buy a magic trick, you just really want to know how it works. You don't even really want to perform the magic trick. Be like, how how the fuck did that rabbit get in the hat? You know? <laughs> yeah, you... You go around bribing magicians off. <laughs> tell me, just tell me. Give me the fucking secrets. Anyway, so that's my, that's our uh, fake guru of the week. Uh, don't don't get tricked unless we make a course. In which case, buy our course systems, <laughs> knowledge, <laughs> truth. Ty Lopez. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What should we cover next? You got the list, baby. Oh yeah. Um. Should we talk about um, children booking Airbnbs? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because for starters, and the, the funny thing is, is they do ask because they, they've wised up to where probably like either someone canceled the booking on them when they found out, whatever. So I've gotten quite a bit of messages actually for this summer that will open with how old do you need to be to buy, to rent this property? And now I've copied and pasted the same answer, which is, um, and I'm not sure if this is, allowed because i think airbnb there's like anti-age discrimination stuff mm. i think and it, it might actually vary from state to state is the other thing but what i'll generally say is we ask the person booking to be at least 21 years old and if the what did i say if basically like if the other guests in the house are all under 18 then we would want the person booking to be 25 oh nice um, one one thing I've learned about like people that are too young to stay in Airbnb is they always they always overdo it when they message you. They're like, "Hello, oh yeah, Mr. we are <laughs> Yeah, we would like to stay at your beautiful place. <laughs> they're like over complimentary, you know, because they're trying to shine you a little bit. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the last the exact wording I said because they just yeah, there you go. Um, uh nope that's not it they always sound like three rascals in a trench coat trying to get into the movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean pretty much uh how do i find this um i'm trying to think though if we've ever really had a problem well we've had like 
some very oh there you go yeah um how i'm interested in renting out this house how old do you have to be so now what i say is we ask that the person booking be at least 21 but would also like to know the age of everyone that will be staying if the person booking is under 25 smart so i mean usually they just don't reply and don't book if that's the case because they're probably 18 um i have had somebody like message booking on behalf of their um children children that's fucked up that's yeah but but well if they're if they're at least being honest about it at least they're you know can't blame them for asking but i'll be like you know it's against airbnb policy to book on behalf of someone who's not actually staying at the home um and usually we won't allow it i think i've made an exception once or twice literally just because someone appealed to me in a way that that resonated and assured me that they were a good group and stuff it hasn't really been an issue and the times then the place has been like you know really fucked up it was not it was it's honestly usually a family it's usually their kids fucking running around and shit and pissing everywhere that not under control you know dude know what my biggest thing is women lately i've been having the worst female guests (laughs) dude all of my current complaints with like uh fees that i'm charging are all women yeah isn't that crazy it's Damn. not young and not young women either so it's like uh yeah but that's anytime a guest like that writes me what i always say is i say um you know if you're old enough for airbnb you know it's fine with us but just there's grass on the field <laughs> 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 you may rent this house. Play ball. Uh, yeah, no, I... I <laughs> if DiCaprio would be attracted to you, you're in. <laughs> we actually don't have an age requirement. We have a pube requirement. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bad back requirement. If you don't make a sound when you stand up, you're too young to, <laughs> to book here. <laughs> um, no, but I always tell them that, like, you know, it's fine. Whatever, If you're old enough for Airbnb, it's fine. But just please understand, like, if you smoke in our house, we will charge you thousands of dollars. And if you have more guests and they're supposed to be there, you know, we're we're going to find out. We're going to give you a really hard time and you won't like it. Right. I just, I kind of a little bit talk down to them, but just tell them, I just want to be completely clear with you so you know what you can expect from us. Right. And then they're always like, they always say the same thing. They're like, we are four servants of God coming to town <laughs> for a Bible conference, you know. Right, right. But I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are young who aren't crazy. They're just young, you know? Uh, uh, Yeah, there was one recent one where it would have been one that would have appealed, but I know that it didn't. And it was just like, yeah, it's the type of thing like, yeah, they're all good kids. They're all good kids. But you know what? Like, I know good kids when they were fucking 18 and they do the dumbest shit that like the the biggest genius won't even think of just because... They're fucking young and stupid shit happens. They're also like house stupid. They'll like turn the AC down to like 50 degrees or whatever. But they don't know how to load a dishwasher, yeah. let alone like, you know, just basic shit, of, you know, when it comes to fireplaces and yeah. all these different things that could be a danger. Leaving their pubes everywhere. We had a group actually, and they were really nice. And I think I actually didn't end up charging them. They had a fire. The shit. grill. This is actually not that long ago. This was maybe like less than a month ago. They checked out and i think they messaged me afterwards and they were like and they were super nice really polite left the home pretty clean i think my cleaner mentioned but they were like we had a small fire and had to use the fire extinguisher on the barbecue grill jesus christ and so actually i did i think fuck did we charge them i actually i honestly can't remember i intended to charge them just to replace the fire extinguisher. The one thing about like kid guests that is scary is the really, really, really bad 
Airbnb headline stories were all like young kids. Like they booked it for a uh, specifically to throw a party. Right. The guest, the, the you know, the owner didn't catch it in time. A party happens and then like people got shot and killed and stuff like that. So yeah, that's a nightmare. Obviously, yeah. So that can happen anywhere, I guess. It, well, it, I mean, certain cities where that's more likely to happen. Uh, Airbnb's tried to do a bunch of rules too, where they like will ban one night rentals, especially around big holidays. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We don't get a ton of that. Um, trying to think yeah most most people have been basically fine we did have a neighbor at one house who's just like kind of crazy basically and like oh yeah i remember this yeah yeah she put up a like a which which good for her i'm totally fine with that put up like a no trespassing sign with like a a rope it's not even a fence it's just like a string that kind of goes across that divides uh, our property from her property which is totally fine my cleaner she like I think my cleaner texted me like, there's nothing wrong with this lady. She's yelling at the birds to get off her property, (laughs) (laughs) quite literally. So um, she did like, I think, call the like community office at one point. And it's hard to be like, bitch is crazy. Like, I (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you. There's literally, it's, it's not even renters there right now. It's my brother and his girlfriend. They're definitely not on her property. They're nobody's making noise. I don't know how else to put this besides bitch is crazy. Dude, how funny would it be to just like throw like pounds of bird seed in your yard every day? <laughs> <laughs> just train Some the bears birds. in the area, just lather the wall in honey yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the exterior. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like when we first got that place, I, she and maybe her husband were just like burning tons of paper in their yard. Which, again, Ugh. I don't really care. Which books were those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a Harry Potter series yeah, yeah, in protest. Right. Um, I don't really care, but also, like, you can't be going crazy on everybody else for nothing while, like, because that's not allowed to be, like, burning. Because paper flies easily. It can start a fire or whatever. You're in the woods surrounded by leafy, you know, trees and, and dry leaves on the ground. That's That's completely illegal that's, yeah yeah that's no it definitely is problem. but i'm not one especially if i'm setting up an airbnb next door to her i'm not one to try to like have any issues with it especially you know no fire happened nothing got out of control so whatever it's fine um but yeah and then the, the thing is is they can fine you for like noise violations or like other things however the thing that sort of saves our graces because she is crazy is that they can't just find you based on her phone call. They have to have security come down and actually witness you violating something. And so I'm confident that because, you know, as long as nobody actually does anything, which so far everybody's been fine over there, you know, security, worst case security will come over and see that no one's doing anything wrong and affirm the fact that she's just a nut. I I had a a neighbor like that this week. Like once again, like the amount of crazy shit this week's been nuts. Uh, This dude hit me up. Uh, as a black guest and he's like I'm going to be in town to do a job and it's this one listing that we've had like some trouble with the neighbors before and uh, I think it's a personal conflict between the neighbors and the owner anyway so the guy shows up and he didn't mention this but it was no big deal but he had a box truck right um, you know like I imagined something to do with his job maybe he's a moving company whatever who knows why is it anybody's business 
the box truck? Yeah, you're saying you're saying he did mention or he didn't mention. He it? didn't mention that he abo- ha- was sorry bringing, did or did he did not mention that. He okay, had a yeah. Box truck. I mean, yeah. nor does he. Yeah. yeah, it's not really like a huge deal. I mean, it's a little bit unusual in the neighborhood. It's like in the end of a cul-de-sac. It's not really in anyone's way. It's not. Yeah, but also traffic. like if I had a box truck, I wouldn't go around warning everybody when I'm arriving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he shows up, box truck gets out of the truck, no problem. Him and one other guy. I get a message at like 11:45 at night, which is never good. And this girl's like, "Hey, it was like a booking inquiry, but it wasn't about that." She's like, "Hey, uh, I'm I'm a neighbor. I'm kind of new in the neighborhood, and I'm riding on behalf of someone else. They said they saw a truck pull up, and they saw like several men get out of the back of this box truck, and they're making it sound like it was like a human trafficking thing, right? Right. And they're like, they saw like like 15 guys get out of this truck, and I was like, "There's no way this is true." But I but then I go to the ring camera. Have you never seen a black clown car before? (laughs) (laughs) It's the black clown gang. Posse. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I look at the camera. There's two guys. Literally, no one gets out of the truck. And I write her back, and I was like, "Yeah, none of that is correct or true. And whoever told you that is lying. And if you want, I have ring camera footage to prove it. So just let me know." And then it became this whole thing. So uh, like that listing, and got that f- didn't end it. Well, between me and that lady, she knew that we were cool, and she's like, yeah. "I don't. Th- I think she got co-opted to do this by another guy." Yeah. So then, like, my my listing is still unlisted. And I think because of that comment, that Airbnb made it sound like a safety concern. She messaged you via Airbnb. Yes. As if she were making an inquiry. Yes. Why would that? That's not even a guest of yours. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, I don't. But here's the thing. I don't know why my property is unlisted because Airbnb won't tell you. They wow. May, they, they do this thing that like like religious leaders do like. Do you have anything you need to confess to me? You know, <laughs> you know what you did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, so it's crazy. So we're still fighting that, and it's a whole thing. But then it turns out that the owner, he's got beef with his neighbor, and then he went and confronted the neighbor, and, and he, like, talked it out, and the neighbor's, like, a racist. and um, and then, But it turns out the neighbor's moving. So it's like, why were you complaining if you were planning on moving? Like, what kind of <laughs> asshole does a, that? Moving to a black neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a box truck. <laughs> I don't have enough problems here. I'm going to move into a neighborhood where I have problems with everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, apparently he told the owner, he it, like, a year ago or something, they had a, a neighbor moving out, and they're, like, wondering who was going to move in. He's like, man, I hope it's not any black people. <laughs> he said that, like, not kidding. And my friend, the owner, was just, like, kind of froze. And he's like, what? You know? Yeah, the weird thing about that i mean not that weird i guess it's just like i think there's other intent in that when you say that to somebody right it's like you're almost trying to co-opt them into your beliefs there yeah and so at least like okay maybe they're not racist too however if they don't say anything now we've established a thing that this is how we talk and this is how we talk about certain people Dude, that is the worst. I, I, I am always ashamed when someone feels um, secure enough to trust me with their little racisms. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're like, these fucking Jews. Especially when it's like a stranger like that. that because, yeah. it, like, not for nothing, I got no problem with, like, jokes from people who don't have ill intent. And, but, sure. But you need to actually know somebody, know their comedic sensibility, know who they are as a person, that yeah. they... 
they are making that joke not from you know or they, they, be, or they, be in a comedy club they're not, <laughs> not yeah, yeah. nothing or they're not mistreating people but like when someone's just right. like openly like i hate it because in a weird way they are trying to establish intimacy but they're doing it in with the worst possible connecting bridge right especially like, in 2023 like, they're like you hate women too right <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're friends now <laughs> yeah we've bonded over our hate yeah exactly you know anyway so so that was that thing. Well, um, that's good that it worked out and that he's moving. Yes. Yes. Um, I had the worst guest I've ever had uh, recently. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. They uh, they trashed an above ground pool, which is hard to do, by the way. That is hard to do. How did they do it? Yeah. It's like it's like saying you defaced a trailer. It's like, I don't <laughs> like I don't know how you do that. They, they basically broke off a ladder and then they were using it to jump off of from the middle of the pool and they were puncturing the liner of this above ground pool oh, the whole time. Oh, Christ. And they also left like uh, like rags with like human shit on them and they clogged the toilets and they left adult diapers, like full, heavy adult diapers. And uh, and there's like kids writing their name on chalk on ping pong tables. So it's just literally kids that like just partied up the place. Yeah, it was basically the scene from Mrs. Doubtfire. It was a bunch of Swifties. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Have you seen that? That they're wearing diapers to the concert so they don't I have to saw miss any that songs today. to go yeah. to the bathroom? God, I don't get... Like, I think Taylor Swift is great. I had no idea that this series of concerts would be that big of a deal. Huge. It's funny because I related to it because I tried to buy tickets to see Queen with Adam Lambert. That's my Taylor Swift. Man, that is worse. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, I would love to go. But yeah, I literally like knew ahead of time, signed up, and I watched the last tickets disappear in front of my eyes as I tried to buy them. God. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. I'll live. But I, I wouldn't be wearing a diaper to the concert. Speaking of wearing diapers, remember when we went and saw Guns N' Roses? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. Oh, man. That was the funniest mix of, like, amazing aging and poor aging. Like, Slash, 30 minutes, murdering, holding the whole band together. 30 minutes. He was, like, holding it up for the entire concert. Dude, yeah. but he would, like, play solo for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, and then yeah. Axel Rose is like... <gasps> Yeah, I mean, no, look, for his age and for his, I'm sure, drug use and lifestyle, Axel ain't doing so bad either, okay? You know, like, I... No, uh, don't get defensive about it. Yeah, just <laughs> say it, just say it. He's not, he's no prime Axel in his prime, yeah. but he did all right, you know? I'll cut Axel some uh, slack. What I learned from that is you can't dance like a snake when you're 50. <laughs> it doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah. Worst guest ever. We submitted a claim for $5,700. It's the biggest claim I've ever submitted. So what kind of stuff did you have to send in terms of supporting evidence for that? Uh, I tried to focus in on the poo-poo stuff just because I thought <laughs> that would get more sympathy. $5,000 worth of poo-poo? Yeah, they, they they threw up and like weird. They're like cats. They just like threw up in the grass, like red, like cottage cheese looking throw up and just left it. Jesus. Well, so first of all, what um, did your claim include? Like, was there like loss of revenue? Did you have to cancel rental in order to like no, turn the place around? Or? No, I should. I I wished it would have worked out that way. So it'd be like, oh, we can't get it right, you know? Right. But we didn't. We were able to like get it kind of good. But it's just you know we 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 added a bunch of stuff. We had like a deep cleaning charge. We they, we had to replace a bunch of like linens and stuff. And then we also added like a. Um, Oh, like a chlorine dioxide treatment, which we'll see if they spring for. But right. in theory, it makes sense because we're going to like completely disinfect the house because they left shit and vomit in it. But like, you know, so what do you do? What do you do about the pool? The pool we have to completely replace. 
because they fucked it up that bad. Wow. Yep. But it's in above. It's fully above ground. Yeah. So I mean, so those can know. be dirt cheap, but yeah. obviously you don't want to bill one of those to Airbnb. You want to bill a little the bit of a nicer above ground pool. Get the one with the flames. On the I side. just wonder because they're at the point where like I've like billed them for like linens, and they were like, "Oh, those are thirty nine ninety nine. I found similar ones for twenty five ninety nine on Amazon. Literally responds to me with a fucking bargain shop. It's like. You know what? Maybe I like the nicer linens from my guest. You know what I mean? Like, what the yes. fuck are you even talking about? $15 difference here. So I wonder how they'll... Do- we found a cheaper above ground pool. Yeah. It's called You're Poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a tub. Yeah. <laughs> a wash tub. No, uh, we'll see. I mean, you know what's funny, though? The above ground pool is nice. Like, I think I, I wouldn't be opposed to putting one in my yard. You know? uh, well... Yeah, I don't know. This might be like a bidet situation for me. <laughs> More like a where, bidet don't. <laughs> have you gotten one yet? No. I'll I, talk. Yeah, I'll yeah, talk I with know, that bidet. Yeah, man. I just, I, I, well, yeah, I got a, a big tax bill. Have you and, used mine in here? Oh, yeah. I used it by accident just now. I was about to get <laughs> up and the, the water came on. I was like, oh, my God. That's why you were gone for so long. Yeah, I know. It really caught me off guard. But five stars on the bidet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, again, the, those the ones that are actually like plug in and replace the whole top of the like toilet lid and seat, it's one thing. But yeah. Well, so I think pools are a similar situation where I mean, even hot tubs. We have hot tubs at every property, and people love That's it. That's so cool. And it, but it took some time because. If you're fortunate enough to have someone that's really like super experienced in it, that's one thing. Our cleaner had done it enough and she was down to like do that. And so like, but she's gotten way better and we've together learned and researched stuff and figured out how to do things better. And also just said like, you know, if any, if it's questionable at all, drain it and refill it. Yeah. Um, Just because you don't want to. Where do you drain a hot tub like into the yard or something? Yeah, just okay. get a hose, just drain it. Um. She, and it's not always depending on where it is. It's not because there is a drain at the bottom of it, but like you don't want to drain literally under the hot tub, depending on what your base is. You want to connect the hose and drain it away from anything that where like the foundation, the hot tub's not a pool, but it's still a decent amount of water that like you don't, you know, a heavy rainfall is going to do as much water as a hot tub. So it's not a huge deal, but ideally you want to channel it away from the property. Would you put a hot tub in my house that you stayed at in Charleston? I would put a hot tub at most places, and I don't know your market, so it might not be necessary, let's say, because for us in the Poconos, it's a decent differentiating factor. All else equal, if you're booking a house and one has a hot tub, you're you're gonna it's you're gonna see the that one be more consistently booked. That makes perfect. I yeah, I would I would always go hot tub. If yeah, I had the option. But yeah. it's nice. It's nice. People like it. I jump in when i have time and especially yeah. like when i'm there i'm doing a lot of physical labor a lot of the time and i'll tell you what at the end of my day at like 10 or 11 just before bed getting in a hot tub it's it's real nice i love that infrared sauna you have too that's that's fucking yeah cool. that's i want to get those at more properties that one um crazy story not my story to tell my brother picked it up and he said he's never been in fear of his life so oh, sincerely speaking of weird racist this. guys right wasn't that like it wasn't a race thing he it was just uh. like a um like backwoods of pennsylvania thing where the guy basically said like um 
he his wife was divorcing him and i think he got this thing something to do with that so it was a good deal and the thing is is people sell these used and that they usually don't want to sell it at much of a discount and because of that it's not really worth getting used unless it's a heavy discount because you know there's just problems that arise and you that's a lot assemble of assemble it too and something could break yeah exactly well so this thing was like i think it's probably like 2500 bucks new and it was like 500 bucks or something it was a good deal um, and so he like this guy, as he's driving into the woods, he literally called me because he didn't feel safe like this. And, and that's not usual for him at all. And so he does things that I would consider to be unsafe that I would be like, you shouldn't do that. And in this case, he's calling me and he drove. He said it like nearly a mile into this wooded path. All of a sudden he hits this other truck whose headlights are shining towards him like they're going to hit. They both stop. The guy tells him to follow him and backs his truck all the way down the path with my brother following him as he's driving backwards. Uh, the other, like, whatever, half a mile towards what is a, uh, like, a shed. And so he's like, you're going to have to help me, like, take all the pieces out or disassemble it. I forget. But as him and the guy are disassembling it, he hears a shotgun cock, like, you know, and he turns around and it's the guy's, like, old Grand, grandpappy or whatever and uh, just goes just checking <laughs> God. and his, the guy's like oh it's cool it's cool and so he got out of there with it but it was like at night and, and very shady and uncomfortable but yeah it's a great uh, you know a tradition I personally prefer you know I'm a, I'm a bathhouse dude I like going to the sauna and I prefer the coals and the traditional heat however infrared A doesn't take a lot of energy. Yeah. You can't really fuck it up. You just turn it on. It works pretty damn well. Like it's one of those where like it doesn't feel hot when you come in because it's actually using infrared to heat up the blood inside your body. And so it you you start sweating pretty good after a little yep. bit in there. And supposedly a lot of like the um medicinal benefits are more significant with the infrared even than the, than the traditional supposedly also, i'm not a doctor it feels kind of it feels more like sanitary in a way i don't know if it is but it just the sm there's like more of a neutral smell it might be yeah know. i mean it's cedar i think there yeah. are most of them are cedar but yeah it's it's a nice thing and again it's about your market you know we have a lot of winter rentals and so it's yeah. a decent benefit for that but your place is like it's pretty secluded you got a you, the one that I stayed at, yep. you've got a pretty size. That's you. That's the one that you own, right? Yep. You have a sizable, um, like sunroom that's not really being used in there, right? Yeah. Near the screened-in porch. Yeah, area. I, yeah. I mean, again, it all depends because we have like families that rent the place and stay there the whole time, and so we try to do as much as we can for like stuff to do. And yeah. that place with the infrared sauna is the only house that doesn't have a game room really because there's just no room for it. It's a you know, not a huge place that's a five bedroom. And so there's just isn't spare space like that. Um, so we tried to do as much as we can with the sauna room. We've got the hot tub. We've got the sauna. We got the giant connect four. And I made up the example. We got every disc in there. It's ready for <laughs> don't, you. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Don't that's get it a twisted. Different game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so uh, we try to have as much there as possible for people to have fun and, and stuff. And so the infrared sauna is a nice addition to it. Yeah. I would do it. I would probably get the hot tub. It's, you just need to make sure whoever's cleaning and doing turnarounds knows what they're doing, but it's not rocket science. A person can learn and and it's, but it's, um, you know, a hot tub, depending on how many people is like going to run you a few grand. And then, yeah. 
Um, the maintenance. The maintenance hopefully won't be. I haven't had much problems with any of them. There was one at my brother's girlfriend's place, and this is partially his fault where I forget what it was that broke on it. They immediately sent someone to fix it. So uh, this is an, a sincere piece of advice is every hot tub that's worth buying is actually manufactured by the same company. I believe it's called Watkins. Mm, okay. All of them. Life Smart, like all these different spa, whatever. They're all actually made by one company, Watkins. It, it, their factory for everybody and those are the only ones that anybody will like service basically like if it's not a Watkins like you're probably not going to find somebody to like repair it so you probably shouldn't bother but that one uh, you know I think they got it from Wayfair or something like that and they called and like immediately they sent somebody to service it I'm just gonna lock that testing okay. Yeah. Good. Um yeah, they immediately sent someone to service it. The only problem was is that um what design wise was, was very nice. Uh he, they had a wrap around deck around the hot tub. Oh, that is nice. Which is great. Um however, hot tubs have an access panel and you need to make sure that there's an access panel in your wrap around deck to no. access the access panel. And so they didn't, so they had to pry, you know, oh, part of the Jesus deck open Christ. and then, you know, after that they built a panel that could be easily like opened up or whatever. And then in the process of doing that because, you know, the problem is you don't want the pipes to freeze with water in them. If the hot tub stops working and it's below freezing, that's where you might get a problem is if, you know, water's like the worst thing for a house and same thing with a hot tub, any pipes are going to freeze. So what they told him to do was to take a, just a light bulb that, that'll generate enough heat and just put it in a particular corner of the tub until the service could arrive to make sure that nothing whatever. And of course, my brother puts the light bulb in such a way that it like melted part of something or oh, something like no. that. And so it, the hot tub's fine. It got fixed, but the lights within the hot tub no longer work. And like I think maybe like a wall or something got like melted a little bit. Not a big deal. Other than that, there's been zero problems as far as the maintenance of the hot tubs go, but there have been like the water looked off to somebody or something like that to where you just got to be on top of it. And if it, if you're in doubt, drain it, it refill it. Exactly. (sighs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe next year. But the energy use is not insignificant. I forget exactly because the uh, costs on electricity have fluctuated so much in our area. We actually like switched providers because the local main company was like fucking around. I think they're being sued and stuff. Um, but it could run you like two to four hundred dollars a month just for the extra energy bill for because a hot tub runs twenty four seven. God. You really have to keep it warm 24-7? You could lower the temperature, but, it, you know, it's like most things inertia-wise, it takes up more energy. If if your water is at 70 and every guest is turning it up to 104, that's going to take the most. It's going to take less energy to just ah. keep it at 104 all the time. Ah, that sucks. Right. Um, you got any shows coming up? I do. June, I mean, I got two in Jersey that I would plug. I believe June 16th, I am at the Dojo of Comedy uh, let me just double name. check. Yeah, at uh, Tiff's in, um, I forget. And then June 17th, I'm at the Williams Center in Rutherford, New Jersey. So if you're around there, those should both be really good shows. Hell yeah. June 8th, I'm doing a big show at the Sparrow with a bunch of the funny people. And June 21st, I'm hosting at the Comedy Shop. So Killer. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, okay. Thanks, everybody. Stick yeah. around. Follow all our shit on all the shit. Share with your friends.